0: Hello friends, I really hope and pray that my mini-series, The Forgotten Realms, has been inspiring and encouraging to you guys, um, especially to those that are going through something similar. I really hope that so far it's been inspiring, inspiring to you. Um, this is going to be the last episode of the series. I'm a little uh, sad over it, but excited at the same time because I will be starting a new series soon. Um, but I just wanted to pretty much wrap it up with the third episode. Um, so just to give you a quick summary on what I will be, uh, speaking on tonight is basically going to be, um, on what was the last straw for me with this toxic relationship? Um, what was it that encouraged me to say, you know what? I need to get out. I need to get out of this relationship before something worse happens. And what was the outcome for me? Um, I really feel that, you know, many times as women, we tend to keep those part of our lives, right, that are, um, I don't want to say ashamed that we're ashamed of it, but it's more of like when we get out of it, it's more of like, oh my gosh, like how stupid was I to stay in a relationship like that, right? So. I know it can be difficult for us to be transparent and open about those um, mistakes, right? Those errors in our lives where we regret them and we, you know, wish they never happened kind of thing. But at the same time, there's beauty in that where we can say, you know what? Yes, I went through all of that. And yes, I was blind to it. And yes, you know, I... I suffered a lot from it and maybe still recovering from it, but I made it out. And now I have a greater, um, significant meaning um, from that relationship to share with others that I can help along the way um, of something maybe similar to what I went through, or, you know, um, just some kind of. Warning, you know, if someone is not in a relationship yet, what to look for in a man that could maybe be, you know, controlling, manipulative and things of that nature. So I really, really, really hope that my entire show, I am able to inspire, motivate and encourage women that are going through similar situations or that have gone through similar situations where you know, they they just need to to see and hear and feel that, hey, you're not alone. You're not the only one that has gone through that or is going through that. And um, that I can be, you know, um, a, a, posit- a positive uh, channel in your life where you can hopefully um, get courage and, and you know, an inspiration to the point where you're like you know what this i need to do something about this for myself and if you have children of course for your children so i am um looking forward to hopefully hearing from you all i have um a new facebook And I, it's just for my podcast and I went ahead and created a group on there. Um, So if any of you that have been listening to me, to my podcast from the beginning of last month, when I launched my first episode and you continue to be, you know, one of those loyal listeners that, that means a lot to me. Um, If you are, and you're interested in uh, becoming a member of my group, Please go ahead and find me on Facebook. I um, I labeled it. We are unstoppable. So um, and of course it's under more than rubies. So um, hopefully that'll be easy to find. I will have a link to it on my um, on my Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, I'll definitely have a link on there where hopefully you can um, you know. Go ahead and, and uh, join my group, and that way we can continue um, forward with positive vibes and positive quotes and and just messages that um, can help us along the way with different things that we go through on a on a daily basis, right? In life in general, it doesn't have to be relationships; it can be just being a woman, just being a mom, right? So. I really hope I can find you guys on there, and then that way I can know who my listeners are, and, and it could become a little bit more uh, personable and and just direct and um, and meaningful, if that makes sense. Um, but for those of you that have been listening to me from day one, thank you so much. I truly appreciate the support. I appreciate um, you know the the time that you guys give to 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 listen to my episodes and. And hopefully, like I said, I really, really hope it, it's been um, significant to your life. And um, some of it, I hope that it has been encouraging in some kind of way. Because that is the main goal and purpose of my show is to encourage women and and just let them know like you're not alone going through certain things that we go through. And because of our decisions and things like that. So, um. Like I said, this is going to be the last episode of the mini series, The Forgotten Realm. Um, I'm going to be working on my next series. Will probably be based on what was, what is, what has been to be a single mom of five. Um, so that one is going to be probably a little bit more than just three episodes um, for the mini series, anyway. But I am going to be doing um, the. Um, know the Friday encouragement I started that this Friday so I will be doing that and I will continue to um post you know different things as much as I can daily on my Instagram and my Facebook but mostly Instagram I like Instagram more than Facebook so you will definitely um see me on there a lot more than you would on Facebook but once the group starts to grow of course I will be in the group of, of the Facebook uh you know just to to be in connect with my with my listeners so thank you guys so much again and i hope that episode three um gives you a broader picture of me and what i have went through in um that relationship and and now um i'm in such a better state of mind that i'm just excited to share um what god has done and um how he continues to just work in my life we're unfinished product right and um there's always room for improvement there's always room for growth and um and that's how i feel um so far in 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 my life right and i just ask god to continue you know writing writing my story and um i know the best is yet to come so thank you again and uh sit tight because here comes episode three thank you Episode 3, which I titled, Enough Intoxication. So in the last episode, in this mini-series, Saraya graduated from college. And for the first time in so long, in so many years, she finally feels a rush of just genuine excitement, joy, happiness, just all around amazed at herself. She felt so accomplished. Hmm. I'll never forget that day. It really felt like like a dream, in the middle of so much chaos, in the middle of so much hurt, in so much darkness. God gave me the strength to push through. God told me it's going to be okay. I'm right here. Through his word, the prayer, and believing in him and myself, what I can do, I was able to accomplish. To earn business degree in spite of everything that I was going through because when, when you go through moments in your life where you really truly feel like you're at the end of your rope and that you're not gonna make it, that you're not gonna survive it's, it's tough to to even dig up some some kind of determination, some kind of encouragement motivation especially classes online that are long and boring. But I am so thankful, my friends. I am so thankful that I was able to to push through because having this business degree has helped me to provide for my children. Has helped me to be somebody to really shine forth in my my abilities and my skills my people skills God knew what he was doing he's got to trust the process trust the process and and trust God in our darkest moments he's there even when it feels like he's not even when it's feel, it feels like he's not listening he's there he's listening. So whatever it is that you are you are working on, you're doing, keep doing it. Even when it seems like you're alone. Even when it feels like you're the only one motivating yourself. Continue to do that. Because the outcome is going to be great. So After um, my graduation day, and just uh, living life, you know, to the best of my abilities, and being a mom, being a wife to a man that didn't deserve me, but I continue to stay loyal and do my duties and try to make things work, you know, for the sake of my children and I didn't want to go through a divorce because that's what my mom and dad went through and I'm like, I don't want to go through a divorce, put my kids through that you know, I didn't want to I didn't even know what to start, to be honest so I just kept living couple years after graduation day I I am given a, an exciting news of, that I'm expecting a baby girl and um, during this time <laughs> the man and I were were not on good terms at all but God decided to to bless us with this little princess and to be honest I've been wanting a little girl for so long during that time that I was super excited scared and excited at the same time scared because I really wasn't planning to have any more children with him and not really knowing you know what the outcome the long, and the long run was going to be with our relationship I didn't want to bring another child into it but I was excited and I couldn't wait for Naomi Sarai to be born. During my eight month of pregnancy, I discovered that the man has been unfaithful, that the man was cheating on me, and that, um, And at that moment i i just i just couldn't do it anymore but what's crazy is that that wasn't the final straw (laughs) that's the crazy part i think like when you're in a relationship that's so toxic and controlling and manipulative that you really don't think rationally you really don't you think more like let me not do this because if i do if I do do it, you know, it's just gonna make things worse, or the person's gonna come at me at some kind of way, you know, whatever the case may be, so we we go back, right? So so what happened with me was that I'm here eight months pregnant, and I find all this out of him cheating, being unfaithful, and I tell him. I can't do this anymore and I needed a break I need to get away and um, I remember it was a specific evening where he was still working and I called my mom and I asked her to come help me to pack some things up for me and the boys and and my unborn child and um, being that I was close to to my due date I you know I registered myself at the hospital where my mom lived in the city where she lived and just in case because i wasn't going to go back to um to where i was initially registered at to give birth to to my daughter but um so i i i packed my stuff my mom helped me and on the table i your never forget on the dining room table i left him a note letting Him know where I was going and that I have taken the boys with me and, and um, I left my rings on the table along with the Bible and I said on the note, in order for us to work, in order for this to be what, what it needs to be, you need to start here, you need to start in God's Word because He is the only one, He is the only one that can heal us. In our relationship, and um, I left. Left to my mom's house uh, about two weeks after my little princess is born, and um, he comes to the hospital. I didn't want to see him, but you know, it's his first daughter, and I cannot, you know, have him not not see his first little girl. So, for whatever reason, a week or two later, after um, Naomi was born, he convinces me to go back, to go back to, to the house. <sighs> Big mistake. <laughs> My mom wasn't too happy about that, but I just said, mom, you know, I have a family with him and I'm um, his wife and. I know he's not the best, but I don't have a job, Mom, and, you know, I mean, he takes care of us financially, right? We never had an eviction, we have never had our our electricity cut off, or no food in the house, we're we're good. Financially, we're good. Other things are rocky and terrible, but financially, we're good, and, and that's what I need right now, Mom financial stability which I don't have I just had a baby and you have a one bedroom apartment and it's uncomfortable with three boys and now a newborn you know to be in an apartment just so gonna go back home and, and we'll see what goes from there so I pack up on my stuff again and here we go back to that house that I dreaded to live in and to be with a man that I didn't love anymore and clearly, he didn't love me. So, time goes by, and now Naomi's two, and um, I find out that he's still messing around with that that person, that other woman, and and then this time. Things got worse. So it was in one specific night where I, at this point, when he, I find out again that he's uh, that he's you know, cheating on me and um, again and all that, uh, my mom um, moved in to help to help with the kids, and you know I just needed that extra help and i'm thankful for her so she moved in with us and things weren't the greatest he couldn't stand my mom so things got pretty ugly pretty fast pretty uglier pretty fast and um so one night which mind you every night there was an argument we separated um well you know i started the It was like I want to say two o'clock in the morning. He was high on something, drunk. I don't know. But um, he would just—he just wouldn't stop with the arguing. He just kept going and going and going. And um, I started to feel very uneasy. I couldn't breathe. Um, my heart was just like the. I don't know, I, I just, it was like hard to breathe. Like my, my heart was just, wasn't pumping enough oxygen. I don't know, it was, it was very scary. So um, my mom is telling him, hey, please stop because is not feeling well. And you know, please let's, it's like almost four o'clock in the morning. Like this needs to stop, you know? Um. He was at the outside of the door of the bedroom door just yelling calling me all kinds of names i mean just saying all kinds of stuff and um i'm thinking i went into some kind of panic attack because my whole left side started to go numb um so i'm here thinking i'm going through a panic attack okay and i'm just like mom i just i think i'm going through a panic attack i can't breathe i can't breathe and um and it's the first time i really ever experienced that um so you know she keeps telling him like please just stop this you know go lay down you guys can talk in the morning whatever whatever and um he wouldn't stop so here we are almost six o'clock in the morning y'all six o'clock in the morning this man hasn't stopped he managed to open unlock the door i don't remember how that that night is kind of blurry to me still but he manages to open the door which was locked and then um my mom, you know, was telling him, like, hey, Sarai's not doing well, you know, please just stop, leave her alone. And I said, you know, to my mom, I feel like my heart's, like, it's giving up, like, I can't, you know, I'm, like, I keep going in and out, like, just, like, I could see, but I couldn't see kind of thing. And then he says, well, because my mom's like, let me call an ambulance, you know, she's not feeling well. And then he said, give me your phone. So I remember him snatching the phone out of her hand and then saying, yelling, if she dies, then i we both die here. No one is calling the ambulance. No one's going anywhere. So then my mom said, you must be out of your mind, you know, and you always calling me crazy. Well, now I'm going to act crazy. Give me my phone. And she started yelling, help, help, help. Oh my god guys it was insane cuz there she is help 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 so neighbors can maybe hear her i don't know and somehow i don't know she managed to get the phone and 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 dial 911 and um by the time the um the ambulance and and the cops got there he was gone like a coward that he is he was gone so um i remember I'm taking me inside the ambulance and this is my first time ever being in an ambulance. So I'm scared. I, My little boys, you know, my daughter, I'm just just terrified. You know, my daughter's two and the boys are still little, you know, so my my mom has all of them. So at this point, she's in the minivan with all the kids at almost, you know, six o'clock in the morning and I'm being rushed to the hospital due to, you know, um, what was happening with me. So we get to the hospital and um, they admit me in right away. Um, uh, The boys were sitting on the floor next to my mom in the in the little uh, room, and um, and she's holding my daughter. So I'm like in and out of it still. At one point, um, after the nurse comes to see me and and let me know that they're going to be doing MRIs and and these CAT scans and things of that nature, um, I said okay. So a little bit after that, she leaves and for whatever reason my whole left side begins to shift to the right my whole my whole face started to shift to the right I'm freaking out because I'm feeling it like just shifting and shifting as I'm trying to talk to my mom and she's like oh my god oh my god call the nurse call the nurse so I press the button the nurse comes in she's like oh my god okay and like they start checking my eyes and they said that my left eye wasn't dilating, and um that I, I could be going through some kind of stroke, and I'm like, What? Like, I'm thinking all of this in my head, like, What's going on? What's, what do you mean a stroke? Like, I'm not even 30, you know, like, What's going on? So, um, so I'm freaking out. They go ahead and do, um, the, the MRI and the CAT scans and all this. And, um, long story short, I, I suffer from a minor stroke, um, so they the next day after I stayed in the hospital I stayed there for a day just to be monitored Um, I couldn't walk I couldn't talk for almost two weeks and um, (laughs) that was the last straw that was the last straw for me where I said this man is gonna kill me and it's probably not gonna be him like physically killing me but mentally emotionally this man it's killing me. All this stress that I have carried for so many years, and everything that I've been through, my body's like, I'm done. My body's—it's giving up on me. And that's what happened that night, y'all. My body was quitting. It quit on me. And um, I remember when, like, he came back. I don't know, maybe two or three days after I was already home. And I, I didn't want to look at him. And mind you, I couldn't talk because of that stroke, whatever it was. That it affected my speech. It affected um, my, my, my leg of my left side. I couldn't walk properly. My mom had to help me to go to the bathroom. She had to help me um, get dressed. It was hard it was hard and um I remember he sat next to me on the couch and he said with fake tears he said I'm so sorry I did this to you you don't deserve this I'm so sorry Sarai I didn't look at him I didn't even flinch I just looked straight ahead And the only thing I kept thinking to myself was, as soon as I get better, I need to find a job. As soon as I get better, I need to get out of here. I need to get a job, gather some money, and get the heck out of this house. Because I'm done. I am done. My children need me. I need to love myself. I need to gather the strength that's inside of me somehow and get my butt out of here. And that's exactly what I did my mom would drive me to different places to apply and uh, I told her anywhere mom I don't care fast food place even though I don't really have experience in fast food because I just done mostly office human resource work but I don't care I need something I went to different department stores and nothing nobody wanted to hire me because I didn't have the experience and and, and frankly, I think it's because God didn't want me there either. Because God had a better plan for my life. And um, shortly after that, I I continue to look and I hear this voice inside of me clear as day. Tell me, Sarai, reach out to your boss that you, that you stayed in touch with from that one place where you used to work as a HR assistant in Orlando, reach out to them. I said, okay, okay, I'll send her an email. So I sent her an email and to my surprise, she responded right away after I told her my situation. She says to her, you're not gonna believe this, but we just have an opening for something similar that you used to do and if you can be here tomorrow, we, I can interview you and get you started. I would definitely I would definitely hire you and I couldn't believe it y'all I said are you serious right now she said yes all go ahead and apply and if you can make it tomorrow I'll see you here 10 o'clock tomorrow morning I said thank you thank you so much so I went ahead did my interview got hired and I couldn't wait to start when he found out that I had a job that man was furious he couldn't believe it but I didn't care I started to work, started to save my money, save my money, save money, save money, as much as I could. And back then, making $13 an hour wasn't much, but it was enough to get me out. So I started to look for a place to live, something decent for my children and my mom, myself. And I found a, a nice little 3, two, a three bedroom three-bedroom, two-bathroom house. Right up the street from where I was living, and I said, "I'm gonna apply for that one, and we'll go from there." So I applied for it, and they approved me for the house. I was so happy. So one night while he was at work, I gathered all of my belongings, plus my mom's and my boys and my girl, and my girl's belongings, and we gathered everything up, and um, I moved out. I moved out. Because I realized how toxic this man was to my life, to my children's life. And it was right there in that moment when I was laying on the hospital bed, I said to myself, I need to get out of here. This is enough. I'm done. And my friends, let me tell you. It was a scary decision to move out. Because it had been close to 10, 10 years. I didn't know what bills were. I didn't know what it was to pay rent. I didn't know what it was to buy groceries on my own. Coming out of my pocket, I didn't know what how to budget. So my mom had to show me like how to budget. She had to teach me. Here I am, 27, going on 28. My mom had to teach me how to budget, how to pay bills. Because I didn't know. Because the man did all that. The man took care of everything. I didn't even know how much rent was where we lived. So talk about stress. Talk about anxiety. Here I am, a single mom, about to be divorced for almost ten years from a man that controlled everything that I did to be an independent working mom of four little children not knowing how to how to make sure that my my electricity stays on and how to make sure that rent was paid on time so I won't get no evictions and how to make sure how to budget right so we can have enough food to eat for the week and et cetera. Thirteen dollars an hour. Now I have to pay nine hundred dollars a month rent and a car payment and I had to do um you know my grocery shopping and all the extra bills that came along. Gas because I worked An hour away from where I lived. So, you know, commuting was was a, a bill. But even in the midst of that scary, scary, so scary time, God was there. God was there showing me the way. God was there guiding me. Allowing me to To see the good and the bad. I said to him one day in prayer, once I already was on my own and divorced. I don't know why you allow me to go through all of this. But I know you have a plan with this story. and through some other people that knew my life and, and even those that even really didn't know about my life, they would come up to me and would tell me, you're gonna use your story to help other women, to inspire them. I didn't believe it. I didn't want to because I felt stupid, ashamed, embarrassed (laughs) but here I am sharing it today proudly because I want to help I want to help those women that need it most and I'm so thankful that I made it I'm so thankful that I'm still here that I survived with scars deep hurt but I'm here the outcome from leaving this intoxication relationship I'm not gonna say it was all you know happy and And colorful and beautiful rainbows and unicorns all the time. It was hard, guys. It was so hard. The amount of stress I had on my shoulders was heavy. But I trusted God to see me through. God became my anchor. God became my everything. God became my rock solid ground my guidance my everything everything I wanted to to accomplish everything I wanted to do work wise or whatever whatever it was financially Lord help me to be a good budgeter (laughs) help me to, to, to learn how to be smart with my money so I won't fall behind on my bills and and risk of eviction. And guys, I'm telling you, He did. He helped me. Through everything, He guided me. Provided in times of need. Out of nowhere, He would just provide. Never went hungry. We never had our lights off. We never were evicted. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness my friends let me tell you when you really believe that that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you you really can because I did and that was my first for years and years and years of me walking after leaving a toxic relationship that left me with so many and and trauma and and fears it was hard because now here I am finding myself at almost 30 years old I didn't know who I was I didn't know what I want I just knew that right now in that moment I just knew that I had to survive and provide for my children that's it there was no time for for finding who I was. At least not in my mind. I was just like, I'm focused and determined on making sure my children are good, that they're safe and they have food on the table and clothes on their back and shoes on their feet. That's it. That's all I cared about. They didn't care about me. I'll be all right. So now it's now is all about them. And they kept me. They were my inspiration. They kept me moving forward. They kept me striving for more. I never got comfortable. They kept me pushing forward for the best and to become the best version of me. But it's sad because when we're in toxic relationship for so long, the true us is so lost. And then when you find it, when you find yourself, it's so weak, so fragile. that now is going to be another work in progress, not just for you now being independent, but now finding yourself after all these years. So my friends, that, that was the outcome of me leaving that toxic relationship. It taught me how to be strong when I thought I couldn't be. It taught me how to be brave even when I didn't want to be. It taught me how to stand up for myself even when I felt unmotivated, discouraged. But everything happens for a reason and I see that now. As much as I highly dislike my experience from being in a toxic relationship, it made me stronger than, than I ever thought I could be. It made me braver. And it made me unstoppable. And what motivated me the most was the words that he would always tell me that without him, I would be nothing. That without him, I would never be nobody. That without him, I would never find nobody to love me with all these kids. And that pushed me even harder. Not just to prove him that I could do it without him, but to prove it to myself. And that's something that I push on wholeheartedly every every day is to make myself better than I was yesterday. And when I'm when I feel like I'm slipping off because we're humans, right? And we we tend to to lose track sometimes. I remember where to look, and that's a God. The one that keeps me, the one that fills me with the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's the one. That deserves all the glory because he's the one that has given me the capacity, the ability, the strength to do everything I do on a daily basis. And I'm so thankful for it. I'm gonna wrap it up with this last little piece. So um, right before our divorce, I bought myself my my first BMW, and it was another great accomplishment because during the time when I found out he was cheating on me, a little bit before that, I would tell him, hey, I want to get a BMW, I want a BMW for myself, and he went ahead and bought me this little used Toyota, which I was thankful for, but that's not what I wanted because he always got whatever, you know, he thought best for himself motorcycles and expensive trucks and whatever and it was fine I was like fine I'll take the Toyota whatever and um, I told him when I found out that he was cheating and I told him to his face and I said give me a year now that I have a job I'm gonna save everything that I have and I'm gonna get my BMW he laughed at me and I trusted in God and I worked hard and I went and picked up that BMW from the lot and that was the most happiest day of my life. I'm not a materialist person. I don't love materials, material stuff come and go. It was just more of a, wow, I did it without him. This is something that I can say I did, not that he gave to me, because that's what God wanted. God wanted me to to feel that accomplishment that I earned through hard work, this nice uh, reward for my hard work and, from pu- and for pushing through that circumstance of being in a toxic relationship (laughs) through the divorce it wasn't easy even after it was finalized it was ugly he still to this day treats me like garbage and it's okay because I forgive him I give him over to God And I just live my life in peace and thankful for every moment and for everything that God has given me and my children are just a blessing and I'm so thankful to be their mom and to be here to share my story. So if you're in a toxic relationship, I pray that you get the courage to to get out of it. I pray that you, you love yourself more and trust God to do what's right for you. And if you have children, to do what's right for them. We only live once in this world, and God wants us to live it in peace, in joy, in love, and embracing it, not in stress, not in agony, not in misery, not broken. Trust God, hold on to his promises. Make Jesus your anchor and ground yourself in. Hold on to him and get out. Get out, do it scared. Pray for guidance. Pray for God to make a way, and he will, just like he did with me. In my story, he hasn't finished it yet. He's still writing it. New pages every day. He's doing the same with you. The best is yet to come. Don't give up. But get out. Thank you so much for listening. And I pray that this message has encouraged you somehow. Inspired you, motivated you to to do what's right for yourself. To get closer to God. Not further away. See, it's our decisions that That lead us to certain situations that that we then don't know how to get out of them. That's how I felt, and then it feels like it's forever, like it's never ending, but it's gonna end. I pray just it ends the right way for you, and out of it, you come out of it stronger and unstoppable. thank you again for listening please share my podcast show this last episode of the mini series uh, The Forgotten Realm and I'm so blessed for this time that I get to share a little piece of my of my life with you all and um I'm really looking forward to my next episodes where I'll be sharing um, the mini series. is going to be based on finding myself and it's going to be, it's going to be really nice. It's going to be exciting. So please um, take care of yourself and um, don't forget to follow me on Instagram if you haven't yet. You can find me under more than rubies, M-O-R, the number three, underscore fan, underscore rubies. And, um, yeah, let's just try to connect through that Facebook group that I mentioned earlier. And the best is yet to come, my friends. Don't give up. Keep your head up. Don't let your crown fall. No matter what, you keep your head up keep pushing forward. God bless you. Until next time, and remember, you are valuable more than rubies.